Oh, Jesus, we thank you that you're here. Wherever two or three are gathered, and we are far more than that. But you're here because you walk with each one of us. And we are so grateful. Lord, as we, uh, as we spend some time thinking about some of your words and hearing the words of some of your, of your children, Lord, we uh, pray that we might grow, that we might be drawn closer to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, today we're already in the last Sunday of June. That means we are one-third into summer, and we're one-third into our summer message series on dreams of a normal summer, where we're looking at how all the normal things that we enjoy can actually draw us closer to God. In fact, fact, today's message is specifically about growth. As we look at one of my favorite summer activities, and that's gardening. And we're also going to be looking at uh, two of the, the confirmation students' face statements as we hear the message through them as well. Because of COVID, it has taken us five confirmation Sundays to confirm this class. But now we're finally getting caught up and life is getting back to normal. And for me, a normal summer is about growing things. And I know a lot of you enjoy gardening too. Back uh, on, I think it was Mother's Day weekend, we had so many plants go out of here. Uh, It was hard to Hard to believe. There are hundreds of plants. There were succulent gardens and there were flowers and there was tomatoes and, and there were peppers. And if you're like me, your plants are now growing like weeds. And so are the weeds. It's a time of growth. And it's wonderful. And I love to see things grow. But I love to see more than just plants grow. What I really like to see is people growing in their faith. And that's why I love sharing the confirmations face statements because they often tell a story of growth. Ava writes, I didn't know God that well at a young age, but I started connecting more to him as I got older. I know that God will always be there in the tough times and in the good times too. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. John 3, 16. There's growth. When I was younger, I didn't know God that well. But now I know that God will be there through good times and bad. For God loves so much. Her cousin Audrey writes, The closest I've ever felt to God was through my struggles with anxiety. And also, the farthest I felt from God was also this time. And isn't that the way it goes? The struggles in life both push us away from God, but also draw us closer to God. All of those times are times of growth where we grow in our faith. Audrey continues, I would always question things. I found myself doing this quite often, questioning if he, God, was really there. The more time I had to myself to think, the more I realized he never left me. 
Whenever I was down, he picked me up. Whenever I was sad, he was there. He never left. I am different now because of my past experiences. That's growth. When our experiences with God make us different than we were before, and, and how sad it would be if the ups and downs of life left us just the way that we are, if they didn't change us and help us to grow. In the fifth chapter of Romans, the scriptures say that, that even in those times of suffering, the struggles that we go through, they're times of growth. It says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Even our sufferings lead to growth and wind up with hope. But what if we didn't grow? What if we didn't grow? It'd be like if we planted our gardens and then the plants just sat there and they never got bigger, they never flowered, they never bore fruit. It'd be a pretty sad situation. Jesus, in fact, tells a parable about that. He tells a parable about a fig tree that never bore fruit. It's in the 13th chapter of Luke. Then Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but didn't find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Now this is the, the NIV, the New International Version. If you go to uh, uh, some of the other versions, they'll give a more literal translation of the word fertilizer. It is manure, dung in the King James Version. Um, you might refer to it by another word. But that's what we're talking about here. And last week, we were talking about fishing for people and and. I talked about us being bait, and I, and I told you to go out and be a leech or a worm. Well, today, I'm going to ask you to go out and be, no, not, not what you're thinking. I'm going to go ask you to be the fig tree, to be the fig tree in the story. See, in the Bible, a vineyard is typically an illustration of Israel, of God's people. And in the parable, there's an individual tree that's in the vineyard among God's people. Now, it wasn't uncommon for, for random trees, uh, like a fig tree, to be a part of a, a vineyard. The Bible, in fact, talks several places about them together. But this individual tree has attracted the attention of the owner of the vineyard. The owner had left the tree in the vineyard to produce and grow fruit. Now, do you get the message? God wants the people in his vineyard to grow and produce fruit, the fruit for which we were created. There's a problem with the fig tree, though. 
The owner checks it year after year, and still there's no fruit. And he's about to give up on it. Tear it out of the ground. He says, why should it be using the soil? Put something there that will grow. But the gardener, the tender of the vineyard, the one who has taken care of that fig tree for all these years, he doesn't want to give up. Let me dig around it and add some manure and give it another year and let's see if it grows fruit. I not only garden in my raised bed, but I also garden in pots. And in this pot in front of me is my fig tree. And it looks about as sorry as I can imagine the fig tree in this parable of Jesus. Like the, the fig tree in, in Jesus' story, this fig tree never bears fruit. Oh, it tries. In fact, you can see a little one maybe down in the, in the center there. That's all that left. There used to be two dozen figs on it, but they, they shrivel up, they fall off, and it never produces any fruit. And it's been a lot longer than three years. And I'm not trying to say that I'm more patient than God when it comes to, to the fig trees, because I've come this close to to pulling this out of the pot and putting something there that will grow. What I am saying is that, is that this fig tree isn't doing what it was created to do. It never grows fruit. And I don't know what to do to make it grow. This, uh, this is not the problem with the gardener. In the parable, the gardener does know what the tree needs. He says the tree needs some work. It needs some effort put into it, some fertilizer and some cultivation. And it also needs some time. Give it another year for the effort to produce fruit. Now think of yourself being the fig tree. And Jesus the gardener wants you to grow, wants you to have a vibrant faith, wants you to live a fruitful life, the life for which you are created. And so what does it take? Well, it takes some effort, some manure and some digging, and, and it also takes some time. Now, obviously, we're not talking about literal manure. I mean, that would just be, be pretty messy. When I started a garden once, I uh, had a friend who uh, brought a dump truck load of raw manure and dumped it in my driveway. And I carried it by wheelbarrow back to the garden. And uh, my neighbors didn't appreciate that. <laughs> I don't think Tammy appreciated it either. We're not talking about literal manure, but what acts like the fertilizer, what acts like the manure for our faith? Well, one of those things is putting in the effort to learn from God, to study God's word, to participate in worship, to, to read materials that will help your faith grow. Audrey writes, I've been going to church my whole life, learning about God and Jesus and the Bible. Our confirmation students spend a lot of time learning about Jesus and the faith. But confirmation is not like graduation where you say, hey, I've finished, I've got my degree, now I'm out of here. Confirmation, it's, it's more like getting your, your learning permit and driving. You know, Getting your permit as a driver 
signifies that you've reached a certain level of maturity and you have a certain level of knowledge, but it's only the beginning. After you get your learner's permit, that's when you really learn how to drive. And so it is with faith. We're all driving on our learner's permit, so to speak, when it comes to faith. We all have a lot of growing yet to do. So coming to church and reading the Bible and, and joining classes and working to serve others, it's all part of that rich fertilizer that helps us to grow in our lives and produce the kind of fruit for which we are created. But as with the learner's permit, there's something else that helps us grow. You don't get your permit and then hop in the car and just drive off by yourself. When you get your permit, you have to take somebody along, a driving instructor, a parent, somebody who's over 21. They're there to mentor you. They're, they're there to share what they know about driving. And you're there to listen to them. Because listening to those who have more experience than us, or maybe even just different experiences than us, is another way to grow. For Ava, listening to her mom talk about the journey that, that she went through in dealing with the death of her father helped Ava with her faith. She says, my mom has talked about her journey through all of that and how she grieved and knew that God was there through all of it. The stories I heard about him and how my mom dealt with his passing changed my point of view on God. Last Tuesday, we had a service here in this room as we celebrated the life of, of a dear saint to this church, Sally Jepson. And Sally had taken the time to write down her faith story, just like Ava and Audrey have done. And I shared some of that faith story with the congregation there. Sally wrote, At age 21, I met the love of my life and set a wedding date of June 1, 1956. My brother had returned from the service and was in college at the University of South Dakota, where my husband-to-be also attended. It was great all being together again. Wedding plans were being made, and my brother was going to walk me down the aisle. Everyone was happy and excited, but not for long. My brother was killed in a car accident in March of 1956, just three months before the wedding. That was a low point from, in my life. I was so angry with God. I'll never forget my mom saying, Oh, Sally, this wasn't God's fault. He is crying with us. If my mom could have that much faith, I had to have it too. These were such sad times. But here again, God was working in my life. Lee was there at just the right time, and he became our strength. Listening to each other's faith stories is like good fertilizer for our growth. But of course, there's, there's, just as there are many different kinds of manure, there, there are many different ways that we can grow in faith. So many different ones. If we'll just put in the effort, if we'll just seek to grow. If we say, I don't want to stay the same. 
I don't want to have a fruitless life. I want to have abundant life in Jesus. I want to grow closer to God this summer. It could be as simple as, as listening to some Christian music. Ava says, music is my favorite way of feeling close to God because I'm a music person at heart. Or it could be even simpler yet. It could be listening to that still, quiet voice of God that speaks into our life. Audrey says, the single event that made me realize I wanted to follow God was when I was super anxious one day and I felt him speak to me. Knowing that he was there when I needed him was the most surreal and secure feeling. At this moment I knew I wanted to follow Jesus. All of these things, all of this fertilizer are available to each one of us if we just put in the effort if we seek to grow in faith to grow closer to God if we want to follow Jesus. Still remember, it does take some time. We are works in progress. The fig tree didn't start uh, bearing fruit instantly when, when the gardener put on the manure. He said, give it a year. And whether it's a year or five years or 50 years, God is patient. But still, we all have only limited time. And so make the most of it. Make the most of your days. And whatever you do in your days this summer, whatever it is you do for fun, whether it be gardening or something else, may you draw closer to God. May you listen to God speak into your life. May you be encouraged by the stories that, that others share of faith, and, and may you know that you were created to grow and to have a fruitful future. Audrey's uh, favorite Bible verse is Jeremiah 29, 11, and it talks about the future that God has for us. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That future God has for all of us, a future of growth, a future of abundance. Jesus is that great gardener who has such great patience and love. And it's there for all of us. Well, today as Eva and Audrey come to profess their faith in Christ and to, to step into their future, to get their learner's permit, so to speak, let's pray for them. Oh, Jesus, you were there in the dark times. You were there in the times of joy. You never leave us. Lord, we pray for Avery and Audrey as they come to, to profess their faith before the people here today. May your blessing be upon them, not only today, but throughout this, their future for the abundant, fruitful, wonderful life that you created them to have. Lord, may this be the first day of a long, long life. In fact, the life that is eternal. Amen.